Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode 113, the Kevin Dodd and Austin's Madden franchise of Sodes. <laughs> I love this one, personally. This one comes via Alex at AJTX20. Uh, so shout out, Alex. That's a great submission. And uh, if you want to submit a Sode title for next week, just tweet at us at TightenUpPod on Twitter with something obscure about the Titans, and we'll name the episode and give you credit like we did with Alex this week. The Kevin Dodd and Austin's Madden franchise of episodes. Only the truest of Tuppers pick up that reference, okay? Only the truest of Tuppers. Um, we also have one waiting in the bin next week. Uh, Goody. Uh, oh, yeah. At, at real underscore Goody. Don't worry. I got yours. Yours I is think coming. I've seen this one. That one's, that one's coming next week. Uh, but uh, submit some. Keep them coming. After that, we we need some more. So uh, keep keep them coming. Keep them flowing. We're we're jotting them all down. We're keeping a list. Um, this is normally the part where I'd say uh, we're pushing for Twitter and Instagram followers to meet our goal of a thousand before draft night. Um, all right, Jack and I have a new goal. We're trying to get to a. Th- <laughs> we clearly did not make our goal. We came up well short. Uh, thank you, Tuppers. No, no, no. Seriously, thank you to all. Especially shout out, uh, Dave at Bad Seventeen Durango. My man was tweeting. Yep. Up, mm-hmm. he was tweeting up like a monster, like trying to get people to follow us. Dave, your work does not go unnoticed. Okay. And just because we didn't get to one thousand, it's not all a loss, right? We we gained a yeah. bunch of new followers. Hopefully, a bunch of new listeners. You guys new to the show. Um, hope you hope you guys uh, give a stick through this episode. Give us a shot. We think you'll like it. It's gonna be a really fun one. Um, yeah and kind of a sad one dave yes oh gosh uh dave dave is like our mormon missionary you know he for two years he just goes out and he and he recruits people for this podcast and then he uh, (laughs) comes back i hope i honestly i hope dave wears uh, a a white short sleeve shirt with a tie and rides a bicycle everywhere uh you're spreading the good word dave we appreciate it uh so we are well short of our of our of our goal but we do have a new goal we're trying to get to a thousand followers by draft night <laughs> next year. Same goal one year later. <laughs> Same goal. I think this is much more attainable. I think we can do this one. Okay. Tuppers unite. God, if we all can't, right, we're in trouble. Let's all get together and uh, try and get this done. Um, okay. Jack, uh, today's show, we got Luke Worsham coming on for what very well could be the final time. Uh, I This is sad. We're going to try and uh, not, cry through it but uh, luke worsham has left a to z sports um i don't know i don't know what he's doing or what i don't think i don't i don't know either and i'm not I, even I'll sure that you, he knows i yeah I, we'll I find mean, out if he does i i don't think he would know honestly uh but we're gonna break down the draft with him because his last day at a to z sports was the draft so that's honestly the only thing we can break down with him because he probably stopped following the titans since then we'll also talk ryan Tannehill. Uh, Jack wanted him to speak to the media. So he spoke to the media. I mean, do you tell me Ryan Tannehill doesn't listen to this podcast? Huh? <laughs> uh, and, uh, 
but and then we've got to remember the Titan to close things out. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. But before we get to all that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. That's right. CEO Glenn Word over at Relax the Back. He's made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. Glenn was involved in a really serious car accident a handful of years ago, and he was staring down the barrel of multiple surgeries. But before going under the knife, Glenn went out and found preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. Two big things right now. Over the course of time, Glenn's body eventually self-corrected and he managed to avoid all procedures, which is what makes Relax the Back a passion project of his. Now, the Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia, you can't fall asleep easy, or posture issues as well from sitting over, hunched over at your desk at work on a computer, then you need to listen up. With a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work along with Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night, the Relax the Back team has everything you need to make sure you're waking up and feeling great every day. Go check them out in Green Hills at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you know what I'm talking about, it's that shopping center across the street. They've got a bunch of stuff over there. Relax the back being one of them. Um, and if you know what, if you don't live in the Nashville area, can't get here, can't get to the store physically, don't worry about it because you can still do it digitally. Check check their website out, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. One more time, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and get you a chair or a mattress or even a pillow and start feeling better today. When you go in the store, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is May 4th, 2022. May the 4th be with you. And may the fourth be with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, look, I don't think it's my job to mentor Jack when it comes to podcasting. Okay. All right. Look, if he learns from me, great. Okay. We're all the better for it. But I, it's not my job to mentor him. All right. I just want that to be known up front. I'm taking your job. What are you talking about? Give me, give me, <laughs> give me a year or two years. And you'll probably be out in Carolina or somewhere hosting the Panthers podcast. Yeah, probably. Probably, uh, you're not you're not wrong there. They are looking for a quarterback, uh, and which and I'm probably pretty sure some other podcasters as well. Um, Jack, let's just get into it. Ryan Tannehill, uh, he met with the media. Look, Jack, Jack last week was clamoring, was was moaning. I need Ryan Tannehill to talk. Well, I, I'm sick yeah. of this. I don't I don't need I, I, I can't go on any longer without hearing from the quarterback. He would make things a lot better. This was an actual quote from last podcast. He would make things better if he spoke to the media. That's not the well, quote. That's not. The well, quote. It, OK, loosely based. OK, <laughs> I air quotes. OK, and he spoke to the media today. And wouldn't you know it? He did not make things that much better. He said a lot of great things. Don't get me wrong. He made, I thought he, he hung in the pocket for over 20 minutes and fielded questions. Some really tough questions, really questions tough. about his mental health, question about his therapy routine, 
questions about uh, losing A.J. Brown, question about drafting his replacement, questions literally, and I'm not joking when I say this, about how much money he makes, about how he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's the biggest cap hit in the NFL. And he stood in there and he fielded every single one of them like a true, like a, a pro. I was actually very impressed with him because I was, don't, I was watching. I was. Don't, don't forget the Celsius question that PK asked him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A very important question about is uh, the the drink, which is that an energy drink? It's a an energy drink. drink. Yeah. Okay. Drink. Then the energy drink because he is recharged. Uh, fielded all of those things, and he did say that the Celsius photo of him fishing at sea. That was taken it back in March. Okay, that was like a long time ago before OTAs even began. Uh, but Jack, the one thing that everyone is hung up on is a single quote saying that he doesn't feel like it's his job to mentor Malik Willis. Now, before we get into it, I feel like we wouldn't be doing our jobs like a lot of people in sports media today who are just typing up the quote and their hot takes about the quote. I feel like we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't actually let you hear it from him. So then you can hear the context and then you can make your own opinion based off of the tone of his voice, because it's very easy to read a quote one way. Obviously we know this through texting, read a quote one way and get the tone completely construed. So here's Ryan Tannehill. In a quarterback room in the same room, you know, we're, we're competing against each other. We're, uh, you know, watching the same tape, we're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. Okay, so there you have it. Like, uh, I I think the tone helps a little bit. I I, I don't think it I don't think it, it nullifies what he said, but I do think it 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 helps slightly. And I mean, here he is. He's basically saying, like, look, I he's a professional now. This is professional football. He I'm not going to mentor him to take my job, basically. Look, it's not Ryan Tannehill's job to hold Malik Willis's hand throughout this whole thing. And then after his contracts up at two at the, at the end of the you know 2024 season, say, oh, it's yours now. I'll, I'll just go and find find a new job somewhere. It doesn't work like that. Right. Ryan Tannehill. I mean. He doesn't just see it as he's got two years left in Tennessee. Whatever happens after that happens. He wants to prolong his time here with oh, this yeah. Titans, with a winning football team, with a good culture, with a solid front office, with weapons, with young talent, with old talent. You, you've got a, a mix of just about everything here. I mean, it's for Malik Willis to walk into this situation, by the way, if he ends up and look, to be honest, there's no, it's no guarantee that Malik Willis takes one snap as a Titans, as a Titan starting quarterback, quarterback, it's, it's, that's not a guarantee, right? Earned, not given. You got to go through the process. You got to learn. You got to prove that you're able to, like, you know, orchestrate an offense from under center. Which, by the way, at Liberty, he never did, never had to do in Hugh Freeze's system. So, no, it's not Ryan Tannehill's job to hold his hand along the way. And I thought Buck made a good point on Twitter today. Yes, named a bunch of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, who had to sit and wait, and the guy in front of them wasn't all that helpful. I mean, Tannehill, like Malik Willis will pick up on stuff from Tannehill, just watching him. I mean, Tannehill doesn't have to sit there next to him and tell him, you know, his grandma's secret recipe for French <laughs> onion soup or whatever the hell. It no. Be. Yes. Like, the, yeah. That, and that, that should remain a secret within the Tannehill family. I, I agree with you there. Some things uh, are, are too sacred to share. 
But Buck's tweet, just to quote Buck's tweet, uh, and this is the only time, look, again, give us four and a half stars, give 0.5 stars to Buck. Uh, It's not Ryan Tannehill's job to mentor Malik Willis. This is Buck's tweet, quote for quote. It wasn't Joe Flacco's job to mentor Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady actively undermined Jimmy G. Please ask Aaron Rodgers how supportive Brett Favre was. And it's true. Like when the young guy comes in, it is like it is up to the young guy to learn the system. Like now, granted, like I and I, I think a lot of people read this as if like, oh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a bad teammate because he said this. I don't think that. Like Ryan Tannehill, at the end of the day, is yeah. a good dude. All right, We're, like he he is the one guy who stands up there with his teammates through thick and thin. And but of course, this this quote makes not just local waves, which I would expect, obviously Tannehill, you know, if, if Tannehill breathes funny, then the uh, freaking sports talk radio is going to blow up about this. But th- this has got national news. Uh, Ryan Clark tweeted, I see Ryan Tannehill is on my, quote, not my job to mentor, end quote, energy. It's not, but man, it makes you a good teammate. You can win without your quarterback being a good teammate, but better for the team if he is. What a leader. Guess the Steelers DBs had it all wrong, taking time with rookies and poop emoji. Uh, So that's uh, ridiculous. It is ridiculous because it's, and this is, first of all, a DB room is night and day different from a quarterback room. Okay. There's one quarterback on the team. DBs, everyone's playing. Almost everyone is seeing the field at some point, especially with as many as, as much of a passing league as it is today. So you you can't compare a DB room to a quarterback room. Okay. No. You also this is coming from Ryan Clark, the guy who once famously said that Derrick Henry has late play bravery, where he's he's not a good running back <laughs> yeah. until he he breaks it past the defensive line, and and then he he goes ham on on he then he tosses Josh Norman into the stands, then he he pounds Alexander Myers into the ground, then he ends Earl Thomas's career. Yeah, yeah, late play bravery. Okay, Ryan Clark, like Ryan Clark seems to be one of those hot take artists, and another Steel, guy. Steelers guy as well. I mean, let's let's be honest. During right. Ryan Clark's time in the league, the Titans and Steelers weren't exactly on good terms. No, and really, it, still yeah. to this day, I mean, it, there's still some of that there. Especially, yeah, especially to the older Steelers guys, too, because they remember the hatred there was between the Steelers and Titans and still kind of is. Uh, another guy, Jack, who's a favorite of this podcast, Mr. Jeff Schartz. Wait, oh, that guy's back. Don't tell me he's back. <laughs> he said now he did say appreciate the honesty. Tannehill's job is winning games. But you had to know a butt was coming from Schartz. Uh, but it's nice when veterans go out of their way to mentor young guys. I had mentors as a young player and felt I needed to do the same when I was an older guy. Okay. Jeff Sharp again, not the same. Yeah. Again, right. right. I I would love to hear a quarterback speak about this. You know, I would love to hear Tom Brady speak about this when it came to quote unquote mentoring Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, an article from January 5th, 2018, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo reportedly got little help from Tom Brady in New England. How about this uh, from uh, from Brett Favre? My contract, a quote, my contract doesn't say I have to get Aaron Rodgers ready to play. Uh, there is no clause that says you groom the next guy who's going to take your job or else. It doesn't work like that. How about a quote from Joe Flacco? I'm here to win games, not be a mentor. 
when it came to Drew Locke in Denver. So look, this is not anything new. This is not anything unprecedented. And honestly, I wouldn't expect Ryan Tannehill to sit there and be like, yeah, I'm really going to mentor Malik Willis. Yeah, Titans fans should not be upset about that because what do you want Ryan Tannehill to do this year? You want him to win you games. You want him to limit the turnovers. You want the outside stuff to just go away. And Ryan Tannehill with his new targets, which, by the way, Robert Woods has never caught a pass from Tannehill. Traylon Burks has never caught a pass from Tannehill. Austin Hooper, these are your three biggest targets, none of which have caught a pass from Ryan Tannehill. So you've got work to do on that front. Ryan Tannehill can't worry, but Ryan Tannehill doesn't have time to look behind his shoulder and see what's happening back there. Right. He knows that this is a pretty much a make-or-break season with him. And by the way, do the Titans not have enough guys there to help him anyways? You've got not only Todd Downing, but you've got Tim Kelly, pretty much the yeah. OC in waiting, once Downing blows up this season again. <laughs> uh, you've got Pat O'Hara, QB coach. There's plenty of guys there who can be hands-on Malik Will- with Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill, Willis is going to learn a ton just from watching how he goes about his business. He doesn't need to sit down and Tannehill spilling the secrets of the franchise. Malik Willis is going to be fine if he just sits and watches Tannehill. I I know a lot of people out there saying, well, if he's anything like Tannehill, it'll it'll be a disaster. Well, Malik Willis has physical traits. that uh, (laughs) Yeah, it would be a disaster. A 30 30 and 13 as a starter, uh, disaster. You know, like it's... People, and I get it. Well, you got to win in January. You got to win in January. Actually, you got to win in the regular season to get to January. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. It, you know, and you know what? Who else sucks in the playoffs? Aaron Rodgers. Is he one of the greats? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, but he's got a Super Bowl in 2010. All right. Go blow off. You know what quote is not getting the headlines, Jack? You know what quote is, is if people are failing to mention? Which one? L- literal quote from Ryan Tannehill during the press conference. I texted Malik right after we drafted him. I wasn't informed of that, but the team's going to do what they think is the best interest of the team. I have no problems with Malik. We're going to add talented guys. Okay. So he texted Malik, you know, he congratulated him on, on joining the team. He also texted Traylon Burks. It should be noted, but, uh, and he doesn't know why Traylon did not receive. It was a classic. I probably just came in as an unknown number, right? He didn't have Tannehill's number saved. Right. Maybe a blocked number. If I'm Tannehill, I'm blocking my number because I'm not letting my number get out to anyone right now because this is a guy. Think about this guy's offseason, okay, for just a second. Try and put yourself in the shoes of Ryan Tannehill, who, who openly talked about mental health, his mental health, and how much of a hard time he dealt with and had sleepless nights after the Bengals lost and how he was going through the gauntlet. He was in, as he said, a, quote, dark place. I mean, you would figure he was just because he was AWOL, right? He was missing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and and think so think about this dude's offseason, okay? Loses to the Bengals, all right, in a just a brutal loss, one of his worst games as a Titan starter. Became the universal scapegoat for the loss. Well, he's okay? got three picks and that's gonna happen, you know. Uh, he became the scapegoat. Not literally the only guy that received any blame. Maybe Todd Downing a little Downing, bit. Downing, Downing took some heat. Down it was like it was like it was like Tannehill won. And then Downing like a yeah because like because big Downing drop will, off number two Downing will call the terrible plays and the boring plays and the screen on, at the ten yard line but ten, the ball comes out of Tannehill's hand right? I, I blame I blame that Apple was it Apple who picked off that that screen screen pass I blame that one on Downing that was a terrible play call and like they knew it was coming like that right there as a play caller you, the, was it Mike Hilton it, it may have been Mike Hilton. oh Hilton Hilton yeah. yeah you're right you're right you're right uh. The it, what's that popular trend on uh, TikTok right now? Never know, never let them know your next move. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The code that that song. Todd Downing should watch every single one of those TikToks. <laughs> 
for next season. Be unpredictable, please, God. Downing, never let them know your next move. Uh, but so he becomes the scapegoat for the loss. He loses his number two receiver in Julio Jones, a, a true veteran. He loses his number one receiver, A.J. Brown, on draft night. Which, by the way, we're going to talk about with Luke Worsham. We're, we are. We're, we're, we're going gonna, to talk about that and a couple of the, the top draft picks with him. But right now, all our draft talk stuff. Yeah, all our draft talk relevant. is going to Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. I miss you so much, Luke Worsham. His team also used their fourth draft pick to trade up and get a quarterback who very well could be his replacement. Uh, and, oh, and just about every fan in two-tone blue hates him, okay? So this guy's gone through a rough offseason. So if there was, if if you sensed, and I'm not going to tell you how to how to hear his quote. We played it for you. I'm not going to tell you how to hear it, but if you heard frustration in his voice at all, I did not. But if you did, maybe you'd, maybe you'd take into consideration what kind of past three months this have been like for this guy, and maybe there was a little bit of frustration in there. So... Like I, I'm okay with it. Honestly, I, I, I don't want him to be like, oh, we're gonna be happy go lucky in that. No, I want him to look. Let Malik, Malik Willis, whether he's good as a Titan or not, at very least, let him be the Bunsen burner under under Ryan Tannehill's ass to motivate him to work harder and to go out there. If, so the bang, the Bengals loss and Malik Willis right behind him on the depth chart. Let those two be the 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 fuel to add to Ryan Tannehill. 30 and 13 record as a starter fire. Yeah. And I don't want to reach too far, but just because you have a mentor doesn't mean it's always going to work out. And I, I think uh, I don't want to reach here, but when the Titans drafted Vince Young, Steve McNair was in Baltimore. Steve McNair played what two years in Baltimore called it quits. Steve McNair was, a, was really Vince Young's bigger brother, right? He was the older brother to Vince yeah. Young. And you can have a guy like Steve McNair in your ear and still turn out the way that Vince Young's career turned out. So it's not a guarantee just because you have a guy holding your hand back there that it's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, Titans fans want Tannehill to take this team, which, by the way, is a very talented roster, deep into the playoffs again. He did it in 2019, but this year it's going to be a little tougher. I'm going to go into a pizza analogy, and you guys are going to have to stick with me through this thing. Austin, you can jump in whenever you feel you, you need oh, to. Oh, hell yes. This is this is what this is, this is what you pay the – the money for to listen to tighten up podcast every week. This is so, why you subscribe. <laughs> so at Titans pizzeria, we're going to call We're going to call it Titans pizzeria. You know, chef Tannehill was hired from Miami in 2019 down in Miami. It was bad, right? They just kept putting pineapples on pizza. The pizza was gross. It was a situation he had to leave now up in Tennessee. They've got ingredients. They've got a different menu up there. And you know, right now they've won best pizza in the South two years straight. So things yeah. are looking up at Titans Pizzeria. Now, in the past and currently, you now got keep the, in mind that's that's just a regional award. It's okay? a regional that's not award. The, it's that's not, not the, the big award. They're they're going for pizza place of you the know, year. The, yeah. Of uh, yeah, the the world. They're trying the to win best pizza. pizza in the country. Okay, that's yeah. that's the that's the goal at the end of the season for all thirty two establishments. Now. The Titans have the best sauce in the nation, right? The King Henry sauce is the best sauce in the nation, no matter oh, how yeah. you slice it. Oh, that so sauce good. is going to get you places. That sauce would, is going to is going to you know let you compete at the highest level in this pizza contest. Personally, the King Henry I would, sauce is all you need, right? I would bathe in that sauce if I could. Honestly, oh, yeah. I, mean, I would just rub it, it all over my body. People drink. There are people who drink it straight. It's. Oh. 
it's mind-boggling. I, so, to yeah, me, sometimes I I will shoot that sauce myself. But it's, just, it's a delicious sauce. Yeah, and the oh. mix the mix of cheeses that the Titans have up front. They've got Lawan Jones Davis. These cheeses work. These cheeses aren't going to win you a competition by themselves, but they work well with the sauce. They elevate the sauce. The sauce elevates them. Now, <laughs> yeah, somewhat called the big cheese. <laughs> the toppings at Titans Pizzeria has been really why this team, or excuse me, why this restaurant has won best pizza in the South two years straight. They've had the AJB pepperoni. They uh-huh. had the Julio jalapenos for a little bit last year Ooh, before yeah, they that, went out of style. A, uh, yeah. I honestly, I, I thought the Julio jalapenos was going to be a little bit better than it was, but it, it was still delicious when it was, when it was on the pizza. Yeah, it, it was just a little outdated. They've been in the market for so long that people, you know, the, the taste had been, yeah. Uh, pe- people knew what they were getting. They wanted the trend a is more. dying. For and you know what? They even had the NWI Italian sausage when you needed it. It was great. You know, there's people who like the sausage on their pizza. Those guys, you know, they had a treat when the sausage was needed. The NWI Italian sausage performed well. <laughs> Jack and I probably love sausage a little bit more than most guys. But, you know, <laughs> what can we say? We're sausage dudes. Give me that. Put that sausage in my mouth. Now, h- here we are now, right? The GM of Titans Pizzeria, the general manager, he had a falling out with the CEO of AJB Pepperoni. Not AJB himself, but the CEO of AJB's Pepperoni was kind of a sleazeball. And Titans Pizzeria GM, he didn't really like it. So they had to find two new types of pepperonis they're going to be trying out this year. Okay, one through free agency and one through the draft. They're trying them both out. They replaced Julio's jalapenos with Hooper's jalapenos. And, you know, at the end of the day, Chef Tana, he's still got plenty to work with to put together the best pizza in the South again, but they do have some competition up the road at Ursay's Pizza and Pasta. Now, mm. Ursay's Pizza and Pasta is located some, in Indianapolis. Yeah, some some say that they put a little bit of, uh, you know, cocaine in their pizza, a little bit of uh, <laughs> Look, some hard drugs. But that's that's allegedly. They, they chased their old chef out of town, by the way. Old chef, generational chef. I mean, it wasn't even a competition between t- Titans Pizzeria and Ursay's Pizza and Pasta when mm. Chef Luck was there. But they've just yeah. recently gone to get Chef Ryan. Chef Ryan's got a good resume. I mean, he, he won second place in 2017 for the best pizza in the nation. But they got sidetracked and left the pizza in the oven for too long. It came out burnt. So yeah. it, it, it was a big regret. It's one of and- the biggest regrets in the pizza competition history. Don't forget when Chef Phillips took over and tried to build a play place at the pizzeria. Just to accommodate kids. kids. Yeah, way too many kids running around. Now, uh, at Ursay's Pizza and Pasta, they also have a great sauce. Some even say that Taylor's tomato sauce could go head-to-head with King Henry sauce down in Tennessee. I don't think that, but some people are starting to say. Yeah, that, right. The sauce debate, it's it's head and shoulders, the you know, the, the sauce in, in in Nashville. They do have better cheese, though. They, they've got the, the Quentin Nelson cheese, the Ryan Kelly mm-hmm. cheese. The cheese is great. And they we talk about cheese. the cheese sauce combo. That's working up at Ursay's Pizza and Pasta. Now, the issue is toppings. It's always been the toppings with Ursay's Pizza and Pasta up in Indianapolis. Pit, Pittman pepperoni is fine, but it's not going to win many competitions as a number one topping, right? So right. This everyone, year, ha- everyone has pepperoni. Yeah, everybody's got it. Pittman pepperoni is no different than the rest. I mean, they've added toppings throughout the draft this season, but you still have to believe that the toppings down at Titans Pizzeria are far superior here. Now, it's it's going to be a close battle to who wins the best pizza in the South between those two teams because everyone knows Jacksonville's junk food. Uh, after hiring an up-and-coming chef, it, it looks good, but he can't even overcome the abysmal health and safety ratings that they're known for. And by the way, the old owner, 
he was frustrated with the lack of business last year. He kicked a delivery boy and the company's yeah. currently trying to rebuild its culture because of that. I mean, you can't go yeah. around kicking employees, right? No. And, and plus like, it's like they, a lot of times they, they, they uh, ship their pizza to Europe and it's like, Look, if the Europeans are are asking for your pizza, then that should tell you just how bad your pizza is. And even they show up, even the Europeans show up to to your restaurant in Europe wearing other other pizza franchises shirts. <laughs> so it's right. not pizza good doesn't look. go by pizza doesn't go great by a pool. I'll just say that much. <laughs> and the Texans toppings down in Houston, you know, they, they just fired a world renowned chef. I mean, this was a Michelin star chef. But he had a lot of lot of problems out of the kitchen. He would, he would need the dough a little bit too much, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. He was a little you know, handsy he, with the wait staff. Yeah, that he would toss that dough, uh, you know, just a little bit, like even when they didn't ask him to toss the dough, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so they, they've they've recently replaced him with an 18 year old sous chef they found at Domino's, and they're just going <laughs> to see if it works. I mean, they've been losing money for two straight years, probably going to be three. But you have to think, it's Titans Pizzeria and Ursae Pizza and Pasta. Those are the two teams here. And I, for me, Chef Tannehill has enough weapons to get this thing done. The Titans should win this division. So even with the A.J. Brown trade, which we're about to get to with Luke Worsham, I think Titans fans have to feel fine about the division chances. I mean, sure, they, they let A.J. Brown walk, walk out the door. But you have to believe, and I know a lot of SEC fans who are also Titans fans, know a lot about Traylon Burks. He's go- he's going to help this team out and the whole f- the the kind of the the conversation the perception has changed around rookies in the NFL, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Jamar Chase helped do that last year. Jalen Waddle helped do that last year. You can win and win at a high level with a w- rookie wide receiver as long as you have a supporting cast and that's going to be the Titans are going to be waiting to see what Woods can provide. It'll probably you know, you hope you get him to pretty much full strength by the end of September. So I don't think there's any reason why Tannehill can't get this thing done, especially in the South. Now at the AFC, there's a lot of great quarterbacks, right? You just got to win the South and let the cards fall how they may. We don't know about injuries. We don't know about playoff path. Win the South, do your job and worry about everything else later. I think Tannehill's got the options. He's got what he needs, even with letting AJ Brown go. Titans fans should feel fine about it. And, and again, I mean, look at honestly what he did last year when literally half of his toppings were being thrown onto the floor and he had to like scrounge, he had to scrounge around the kitchen to find what toppings were this available. This guy was using banana peppers all and was, pepperonis yeah, last year. Yeah. I think he put, I I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he put milk duds on a pizza one time because <laughs> like he just couldn't find what was going on and like somehow it worked. He got it to work and it they, they, they okay. Won. They won best pizzeria in the South again. So uh, I am so deep into this pizza analogy. It's not even funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we get to Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Jack uh, will say a few words about a brand new sponsor. New sponsor alert. We love a new sponsor alert over here at the Tighten Up Podcast. Let me talk to you guys a bit about Dr. Hecklin family and cosmetic dentistry. We're excited to have these guys on. They do great work, by the way. You can check them out online at drhecklin.com. They're located over off White Bridge in West Nashville at 5605 Brookwood Place. They've got a friendly staff. They're open five days a week. And by the way, here's the deal. If you walk into Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry and you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you, you get 10% off core whitening. Everybody loves white teeth right? It's the summer. It's a happy time to be alive. You're going to be smiling a lot. lot. Don't let people see your yellow smile. 
Go into Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry, mention A to Z Sports, and get 10% off your whitening. Now, they've been around for 40 years, so you know they're trusted. They're, they've, they've got a great reputation in Nashville. They're Nashville's best family and cosmetic dentistry going. Best in town, baby. That's the only – we Tighten Up Podcast only deals with the best in town, and that's what you're getting at Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry. And by the way, when you're there, it's an awesome environment. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going Wednesday. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'm going to be in a seat over there. Oh, snap. You know what I'm excited about? Because I'm what? going around noon, and so there's going to be some baseball games on. Oh, you should you should go around 2.30. Oh, God, I knew it was coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the best part about it is they play – they have sports. You, while you're getting your teeth clean, you can watch – you know, your favorite team on TV, you can listen Ooh. to music. It's, it's a very, very friendly environment. It, 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 it's not, you know how you looked at the dentist as a kid. I don't want to go there. No matter yeah. what, I don't want to go there. Nothing's for me. Well, if I get to watch sports and listen to music while getting my teeth cleaned, I mean, that's the best of both worlds. I'm going to come out there looking good, feeling good, and watching the Braves probably beat, beat the, the Mets. I mean, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. So go check them out, drhecklin.com. Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry located off White Bridge in West Nashville. When you go, tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. Ain't that the two? Uh, okay. Now it's time to get to. New question. New question. New question. New question. Oh man, this is it guys. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. And as our lives change, we will still be friends forever. Am I singing a song? I I wish people could see the Zoom right now to see the blankest stares I've ever seen in my life. Do you guys even know that song? I I knew like a a couple words to it, but I didn't want to just jump in and then jump out and then jump in and jump out. I thought you had control. It's the really graduation sick. song by really Vitamin C. With, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. That would have probably See, been. See, no, but that's the cliche route. Everyone yeah. goes, Sarah, like, I will remember you. Yeah. We, uh, that's or, more of a, a pet song, too, the ASPCA. What about if the you're more, more than a timely? Pet, what about. It's been a long time. I can do that. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, which will be never because we're never going to see Luke Worsham again after <laughs> this day. Uh, Luke Worsham, I don't even know how to like intro you, like just random guy now, regular yeah. civilian. He's civilian. no longer with A to Z Sports. Uh, I have no, I honestly have no idea what's next. Luke's last day was the last day of the draft. So both him and Mel Kuyper probably just took the longest naps of their lives. And now he's here on the podcast, joining us as just a regular guy, no different from any other Tupper out there. But Luke, first of all, welcome back to your final episode of, of the Titan Up podcast. And what the hell are you doing next? <laughs> That's a good question. And I don't know the answer to that. That's a TBD. I'm not, uh, I'm not flying blind. There are some things in the works. Um, but I, I don't have an answer to that yet. 
Wow. Uh, and, and the reason I guess that I'm, I'm in this spot that I'm moving on is, you know, I, I've written about the Titans for seven years now. I covered for A to Z for four, and I wrote for various websites for three years before that. Um, and that's a long time to write about the same thing. And uh, my brain throughout this season has been reminding me of that fact quite often. And the draft was sort of a natural ending point for all of this. And I'm just sort of ready for a new challenge, you know, uh, yeah. that might be sports that might, uh, I might move to a country music space like you, Austin, you never know. Okay. Um, oh, Hey, Oh, hell yeah. But, yeah. We we are looking for a producer here in Chicago. If you want to come be our producer. Yeah. My, my days of spending every day thinking, covering and writing about Titans and only Titans are done. You know, I'm not opposed to covering or being around the Titans in a different capacity, but, um, you know, like I said, when you write about the same thing constantly for seven years, it wears on you and you get sort of bored of it in a way. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I am. I'm ready for a new challenge and excited for whatever comes next. I like how you said that the NFL draft seemed like the natural, uh, you know, ending point, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, the NFL draft, a time. Where that is universally looked at as the time for new beginnings and yeah. outlook yeah. for the future. You were like, no, this is the good, this is probably the good, good place to end it right here. Uh, so, so Luke, are you, be honest with us, be honest. You don't have to tell us, you know, details of the new gig or what's quote unquote in the works, as you said, but is it modeling? No, no. Mm, missing out, missing out, Luke. The only modeling that I think I could do would be hand modeling. I have really good hands. Okay. No, no, Jack, he's just doing this because uh, he's, like, okay he's, trying to, he's trying to play down his glow up. Yeah, they're, they're He's no trying to play down the fact that over the last year, notice since the Titan <laughs> podcast started, he has had a, a huge glow up and wouldn't you know it now he's leaving A to Z sports. I'd mm -hmm. say it's the natural progression someone who gets hot realizes they're hot and then leaves for yeah. like a Instagram influencer job or something. What, what you guys should do is you should find um, it might be on YouTube. I don't know the footage from our first time and then compare it to this. And then we can oh, see. Yeah. We should oh. do like a before and after. Cause you look like, and this is, you know, no offense at all uh, intended, <laughs> but you, you looked like you were, you were 12 years old. The first time we interviewed you. And by the way, you've been writing for A to Z for what, four years? Yes. You're 20... 22. 22. Impressive. You're, wait, you're 22 right now? Yes. Damn. Luke, promise me one thing, man. You will not write about the Vols. Uh, no, certainly not exclusively. I'm not going to okay, take Whoa! Okay, we're going we're gonna to get this answer out of him. All right. Uh, wait. Luke, there's no answer <laughs> okay yeah sure no answer all right sure did uh, we're gonna find you a job on this podcast right now <laughs> yeah don't join afwards pod let me pull uh, up craigslist real quick are you luke are you going to work in philadelphia where have you been traded to philadelphia no no i have not been traded sure to philadelphia because i don't i don't throw hissy fits like is that, whoa hissy fit. i wait is that why you're leaving adz sports is because aj is no longer with the titans and you're like well to hell with it. It i don't me. that was it yeah okay well, now that we've got you on it i mean what do you think yeah what about that aj brown trades you know makes you say that he's throwing a hissy fit 
Because yeah. I think a lot of Titans fans have that same opinion, by the way. It's a very odd situation. Because um, Thursday night, the column that I wrote at a to zsports.com, I very much sort of panned the move. I, I thought it was terrible. I thought they should have given him four years, $25 million. But then this news starts to come out Friday afternoon after AJ told Teron Davenport that they lowballed him with uh, 16 base up to 20 with incentives. Uh, then what starts to come out is the Titans' perspective on things. A few reporters came out with that. I, I don't know whether that's true. I can confirm that that is what the Titans believe is true. I, I can tell you that that is their perspective, that the whole they wanted 80 million guaranteed, 27 a year, and the whole you know won't touch grass until there's an extension in place. Um, that is the Titans' perception of what happened, and – if that's true, I hate the move less because 27 and 80 guaranteed is obviously absurd. Um, but, you know, I give them credit for doing about as good of a job as they could have done bouncing back. I mean, getting an extra third and Traylon Burks, um, I, I think, was a good move for them. A lot of people thought Burks is a very similar receiver to A.J. Brown. I think they're a little stylistically different, but um, – they got a good player. They're going to have a number one wide receiver. Um, but but this strikes me, looking at the facts I know and, and what's out there through hearsay, it just sort of strikes me as A.J. Brown woke up one day. Look, we know this is a very emotional, impulsive guy. Uh, look at his Twitter, right? He's the king of tweet something and then very quickly regretting it. I think A.J. Brown was <laughs> – I think, well, I no, think, no, no, no. I'm the king of that. He's just he's just the outward <laughs> king of that. Yeah. I think what happened is these contract negotiations were going on. Um, it wasn't going as quickly as he would like, because, again, it's all instant gratification with AJ. And I think he woke up one day and he said, I want to go play with my buddy Jalen Hurts. And he called his agent and he said, I want to go play with my buddy Jalen Hurts. That's conjecture. That's I don't know that this actually happened, but. Uh, because Jalen Hurts, as hard as I've been on Ryan Tannehill this offseason, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is a significant improvement over Jalen Hurts. So this is not a football reason. This is a I want to be with my buddy type of yeah. thing. So it, it is interesting that the Eagles were a part of this, right? I mean, the Eagles haven't had a, a star wide receiver in a million years. I mean, honestly, probably since – Deshaun Jackson was doing Deshaun Jackson this is, things. This is the third year in a row that they've used a first round pick to get a wide receiver. Yeah. Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Rager doesn't work. AJ Brown. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I, I want to talk. I, I do like talking about this AJ thing because at the time on the draft show, Austin and I were both, I mean, crushed with I remember Austin said, what's one word to describe your feelings on it. And I used devastated. I was devastated. Oh, I, mean, I think everyone felt that. He was, he's a known commodity. He's going to be a top 10, top 12 wide receiver in the league, you know, as long as the quarterback play holds up. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to just just talk about A.J. because I think Traylon Burks, we, we could be talking about the next A.J. Brown. I mean, there's a lot of – the comparison out of Arkansas for a lot of draft analysts was A.J. Brown. So yeah. what about Traylon Burks makes you believe that – he can step into those shoes, big shoes to fill. I know it was only three years here in Tennessee, but let's be honest, those shoes are big. Titans struggle to find 1,000-yard receivers. A.J. Brown did it two years in a row um, uh, before last year playing, you know, 13 games, not enough to, to get to that mark. But what, what do you think Burks can provide for the Titans and for Ryan Tannehill in a really make-or-break year? 
Yeah, the comparison I liked better for Burks before the draft was Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I think that might be a stylistically better comparison. But he is similar to AJ, right? Big, physical, tough, played mostly in the slot in college, which was true of AJ as well. They win similarly. They win with their their size or physicality, um, their their route craft. And so I, I think he's just, I mean, he's got the talent to be a number one guy like AJ was. And so so that's why you have to like what the Titans did. If their hands were indeed tied, like they claim that their hands were, um, you have to like how they came out of this getting a guy who, if he pans out, could be a capable replacement. Now, I want to hit on something you said a minute ago, Jack. You said A.J. Brown is a known commodity, which is absolutely true. And far too many people in the immediate aftermath of this trade, before the hands or tied stuff came out, were sort of bargaining with this and acting as though Traylon Burks is 100% definitely, absolutely going to be a one-for-one replacement of A.J. Brown. And the reality is, is that draft picks are lottery tickets, even for teams that draft well. And so, you know, I can sit here and say, I like Traylon Burks. I like his skill set. I think he's a fit with what the Titans want to do. But this guy could be Corey Davis, you know, a guy who's good and helps you win games, but didn't star like Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown. So you never know. Yeah, you're right, Luke. And that's, that's one of the things that I hate the most about the draft is everyone, fans included. In fact, probably more so fans than than actual GMs, but there are a lot of GMs who feel this way. They start thinking for the future, start looking at the future, and, oh, let's get this cheap Traylon Burks when we already have that proven commodity in A.J. Brown. And I, I like, it, it's not the same. A proven commodity is not the same as either a draft pick or a, a rookie. And I, 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 I don't know. That's That's the thing that literally irks me the most. Now... On draft night, mm-hmm. Jack and I were on the, the live stream. We went, yep. we went, or I guess this was Friday night when uh, we were on the live stream and uh, we're in the middle of a, a live read for uh, the Moments Peace Salon Day Spa. <laughs> yeah. When out of nowhere, Jack makes like an orgasm sound and just goes, oh, oh, seriously, go back and watch it. Oh. It's, it's clipped on eight. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was more like that. It was a very, are you going to tell me what caused to this? It was literally like oh, a yeah. climax right at the moment. And it was because, uh, the Titans traded up and drafted Malik Willis. Oh, uh, okay. okay. It was like a fear gasm. Um, it was like a nervous gasm. It was. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying he like, it was because he loved the pick. It was just, it was just like, Oh, you know, like it's the first time, like he, you know, he, he saw a woman in a thong, you know, yeah, like he just, fear uh, real quick. Thing. yes. And so, that was our and, and our instant reaction. I don't know if you've been to uh, which I, I, I took a, just a quick scroll of the comment section of all the A to Z sports videos where they clipped our reaction, our instant reaction uh-huh. to Malik Wills. And I was seeing, you know, I was just gauging the temperature of Titans fans. And we were getting actually absolutely shellacked, just destroyed by Titans fans yeah. for our, again, instant reaction. And our instant reaction was at least mine was personally. I felt like it was a bit of a stretch one to trade up for Malik Willis when two and a half rounds have gone by and nobody had picked him up. Uh, and you're jumping the four teams you're jumping are four teams that are all secure in their quarterback position, not even looking for backups. Well, 
I will say this about that. John Robinson said in his press conference, he was worried about getting jumped by right. someone. Yes. And I, and I do, I do know, I do recognize that, that you're worried about, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, you got to see, so you got to be aggressive. And the teams so he goes that, in that and Titans get, jumped were like, what, the Cardinals, the Bills, and the Cowboys, three teams who have yes. their quarterback. And yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and then, and my initial reaction was not only that, I didn't like him trading up for it. Um, honestly, I didn't really like either of John Robinson's moves. I feel like he could have gotten more for AJ Brown, but uh, the Titans, the, I, I felt like, it doesn't matter who they draft there. They could have drafted Tom Brady in that position. And I would have been like, okay, I would have had the same take. Who's he throwing to? I, to me, I, I very, I'm very much went into this draft with the mindset of I'm ready for the Titans to reload weapons. Yeah. Receiver tight end. I'm with you know, you there. Obviously offensive line was there, but like Malik Willis is like, okay, great. You have a backup quarterback now. Who's he yeah. throwing to, even if he does see the field? So am I, was I, was I, was that, was that just me overstepping my bounds in, initially with my initial reaction? No. So, so two things there. First of all, I'll say about the Willis pick and I, and I wrote this too. I don't see this as some kind of indictment on Tannehill or like the clock starts ticking. Now, I think what happened is the Titans liked Malik Willis. They thought he was very talented. And then when they're sitting there in the third round, they never dreamed he would be there. And they're like, well, we might as well. I don't think they went into the draft saying, man, we got to get this guy. So so there's that little nugget. But I'm with you. Like, I went into the draft thinking the Titans have to use this draft to get better around Ryan Tannehill primarily, not find his replacement. Now, I, I was sort of saying that is to, you know, don't draft his replacement in the first round, which that didn't happen. But you still return to the question of, did they get better around Ryan Tannehill? And obviously the answer is no, because they lost A.J. Brown. But did did they, with that, do the best they could? And and the, I don't know. Like, I like Chig, the tight end. I think mm -hmm. he's got yeah. plus yeah. athleticism. He can sit and develop behind Austin Hooper. I mean, tight, um, tight, end, tight ends from Maryland have worked out well for uh... – the Titans franchise. They, they worked out for the, the guy you got on your seat behind you there. That's Sh for shout sure. out Frank Wycheck. Yeah. Um, and I like the receiver from UCLA, uh, yeah. Cal Phillips. Me too. He's, he's the sort of, I mean, he's the classic white boy slot guy, you know, <laughs> Wes Welker, Adam Humphreys, right? That sort of mold. Any white guy who's played the slot is comparative to him. Yeah. Eric Mason, Decker. Mason Kinsey. Oh, but well, we love Mason Kinsey. But. <laughs> So, so you mentioned that the Malik Willis thing doesn't help the Titans get better now, but yeah. it's different, I think, drafting a quarterback at 86 rather than 26. Where, oh, yeah. and at yeah. 26, by the way, let's not forget where we started here on Thursday. I don't know that there was a person in the world that thought Malik Willis would fall to 26, right? right. I mean, all everything exactly. you were hearing was that Malik Willis was going to be the first off the board, maybe top 10. If not, I don't know how he gets past the Steelers. Everyone thought Mike Tomlin, and he might have. Mike Tomlin had a had a, a, a love for Willis. But he falls not just past the first round, but almost all the way through the third round. So, and I was saying this on the show. At what point do the Titans say, you know what, sure, we don't need a quarterback right now. We Our plan wasn't to draft a quarterback early in this draft, but – if Ritter and Pickett are the only two that have gone and you look at Malik Willis, probably the most physically talented player of this quarterback class, he's got oh, a yeah. live arm. He can run. Uh, he, he led um, 
QBs in rushing yards in the FBS in 2020, led Liberty in rushing yards in 2021. So he can do the things that the top quarterbacks in the game right now, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, um, you know, and obviously the arm strength and the Mahomes thing, that, that, that'll take some time. But they're all mobile and good passers, right? Willis was yeah. that in college. So while Malik Willis doesn't help you now, how much – and, again, we haven't even seen him take a snap. We haven't seen him at training camp. Do you think that the Titans are planning for life after Tannehill with this, or is this kind of just like a, a blindfolded throw at the dartboard? If it works, jackpot. If not, you know, we saw what the Patriots did. They drafted Mac Jones last year. They drafted another quarterback this year, Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky. So the Titans, just by having Malik Willis, aren't saying, hey, we're not going to try other quarterbacks for the next couple of years, especially in the draft. But do you think that Malik Willis eventually down the road is the guy that the Titans want to replace Tannehill? Or is it just a guy that they're, you know, is it kind of like a two-year tryout? I, th- I really think they just took a flyer on him. And, and like if Malik Willis comes out and is crisp and learns the playbook and he develops well, then sure, of course, they will want him to replace Ryan Tannehill. But right now, like I said earlier, I, I don't think they saw this move as – because we were talking on No Nonsense this week about comparing this to the Ryan Tannehill trade when Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback. And I, I see those as vastly different situations because Mariota, we, or excuse me, Tannehill, we all knew was insurance for Mariota, either him getting hurt or him being bad. Ended up, it was the latter that happened. I don't think anyone is looking, I'm not, and I don't think the Titans are looking at Malik Willis as, Tannehill insurance you know this isn't a situation where if Tannehill struggles through the first four games they're going to say well let's give Malik Willis a shot I I really think it is just the traits are so good the arm the speed uh, the athleticism that they say look best case scenario we've got the next really really good move around Josh Allen Lamar Jackson type of quarterback Worst case scenario, we can get Logan Woodside out of here finally. So, <laughs> no, you cannot. Dude's a cockroach. Mark out of kill. Right. Logan, Logan, uh, what, what did I call him in the text, Jack? Logan won't die. That's yeah, instead that's of really Logan Woodside, it's Logan won't die because he, you won't, you cannot. There's a, there's a list like Matt that's Mark, m- one. He's immortal. Trevor Simeon. That's matching for you. Kevin Hogan uh-huh. didn't, didn't put up quite the fight that. Logan Woodside did. The Titans released him. But um, moving on in this draft, second round pick was interesting. A lot of, you know, after the first round, Titans fans were already, you know, if you make one wrong move, they're going to jump down John Robinson's throat. So what does J-Rob do? He goes out and drafts a cornerback. A cornerback. Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Great player, by the way. Held up well in the Bama game. Did not allow any deep passes to go for much against him. I think – 18 times he was targeted 20 yards or more down the field. He allowed just two catches, no touchdowns. And my thing was, if you're mad about J-Rob drafting a cornerback, then don't you also have to disagree with the idea of drafting a right tackle? Because Caleb Farley is just as big, if not more of a question mark, than Dylan Radins is at right tackle. So I I, I didn't think it was fair to, to prefer one over the other. McCreary's a good fit. He's a good player. What do you think about him and his chances to, to not just contribute for the Titans this year, but, I mean, is it is it too far-fetched to say that he – I mean, it's a toss-up between Farley and McCreary? For the offensive line thing, I'm more worried about Jamarco Jones than I am Dylan Radins. Um, so, so there's that. 
But also, I, I still kind of wrestle with the McCreary pick because I, I did not like it at all at first. Not that I don't like him. I, I didn't like the idea of a cornerback that high for them when they have Farley, Molden, and Fulton. Two of those are proven commodities. Won your first round pick last year. But then Robinson said his press conference, he's like, well, you know, we learned last year with all the injuries that you can never have enough cornerbacks. And, and he didn't say this, but he sort of implied, you know, we got caught with our pants down last year, not having enough of them. So from that perspective, I, I get it. I understand it. I, I just, you know, there's, there's two things. That was their first pick in the draft. The Traylon Burks was, was a trade with the Eagles and, you know, everyone was saying going into the draft got to be offensive line or wide receiver with their first pick, and they end up going cornerback. So let's imagine for a second the A.J. Brown trade didn't happen, and they trade down out of the first round, still do the same thing, and take McCreary with the, the fifth pick of the second round or the, the third pick. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I, I think the reaction would have been pretty vastly negative. So you have to keep that in mind when you evaluate this pick, but also you have to keep in mind – what else was available? Like, it's one thing to say, I don't like them taking that guy. You then have to follow it up and say, okay, well, who would you have rather them taken? And because we don't have the hindsight right now, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, the Titans should have taken J.J. Watt instead of Jake Locker, right? That's nonsense. I mean, of course, <laughs> that's hindsight, though. We can play that game right now because we don't know. So, so the question is, who would you have rather had than Roger McCreary? And the answer is like maybe Sky Moore, but he's he's a slot guy too, and you you sort of got that with Kyle Phillips anyway. So I'm I'm sort of on the fence with it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It it just sort of happened, and we'll see how it goes. It was an awkward spot for the Titans because it was 35th overall, so that would be the third pick of the second yeah. round. And if you're drafting for an offensive lineman, most of the good tackles had already gone, right? And your interior guys. I don't know that 35 overall is the right spot for him. And, you know, the receivers, that run that happened in the first round, you're right. It was Sky Moore, uh, Christian Watson, and a couple other guys. And I don't know that the Titans needed to go back-to-back receivers at that point. Although, uh, at the time, I was I was saying it wouldn't be a terrible move. But you're right. It was an awkward pick for the Titans. And so, you know, I guess they went best available with McCreary. We'll see how it works out. But you can never have too many DBs. No, you can't. And – I don't know. It's just, it's a tough situation. It was a tough draft, very unique draft. And in that the explosion wasn't there, you know, I I felt like for me, this was the draft in recent years that I knew the least about that that I was the least excited about. Uh, And so, so that makes it sort of weird too, but they did right in the third round, come back around and get Petit Frere to play tackle, presumably eventually. Mm -hmm. You're muted, Austin. Is that the proper pronunciation? Petit Frere. Petit yes. Frere. Whoa! No, you just said it differently than you just that you said the first time. I don't Thanks. think so. Say it again. Petit. Petit. So the second T is silent. Okay. Petit Frere. Cream fresh. Put yeah, Partridge family. And, and the, the receiver <laughs> is Trey Lynn Burks, not Trey Lawn. I made Trey that Burks. mistake. I asked the first question at his press conference and called him Traylon and then got a text about that. And then you're like, I'm quitting anyways. I can call you whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> now, I cannot try to – in fact, I said uh, – we were in the writer's room, and I said, now, how do you pronounce the name of that uh, tight end they drafted again? Teresa Walker said Chig. So that, that's <laughs> what I'm going to go with, with I like that. the Magic right. Conk a little better. I think the Magic Conk's what I'm going to call him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke turned in his – Or Luke, or I don't know. 
Luke turned in his two week notice to Dustin and Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke, um, be honest with us. All right. Yeah. Am I pronouncing it right? Pepperidge Farms? But uh, no, the, Luke, on your, yeah. did you realize how hard it was to have a Titans podcast and just said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't, I can't run with the, like, uh, cause, um, uh, I, I noticed that very quickly after you launched your brand new Titans podcast, oh. you decided to just quit altogether. Is it, what? was that, was it the intimidation factor? Oh, the Tuesday Titans toss up. Is that did what you're we, did we scare what do you, you mean? Off? Is we, that, we is that what I, am I, is that what I'm talking? It's like you already, you already forgot your own damn podcast. Well, it's only 10 minutes a week and I didn't do it for more than two months or so. Yeah, clearly. Our you, intention was not to just run you off the feed. Luke. Yeah, yeah. Luke. Just so you I know, can, like I can handle the smoke. I, I, we uh, have bad blood with F words, Pod. We don't have bad blood with you, dude. We didn't mean to run you off the block. Jeez, that, that was the problem. That was the problem. I uh, it was a competition. I knew I wouldn't win, so I just decided to to wave dude, the to dude. Dude, dude builds a small house on the cul-de-sac, and immediately there's a for sale sign out right away. Like <laughs> you can't lose if you don't play. Yeah. Well, Luke, we apologize, man. Uh, we hope that, uh, your I hope when you start your Eagles podcast, it goes a little bit better than, um, uh, or at least last longer. What should I name it? Cause the last one was Tuesday Titans toss up. So it's like, uh, fr- uh, uh, Friday Philly, uh, frenzy. Oh, that's it. The alliteration that's works. It. Yeah. But you have to spell them all with PHs Friday with a PH. Yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Uh, we should say that to, do we have we have an a to z sports philly we should uh I, i'm not we anymore you all have it yeah what the heck dude what are you trying to do you're a civilian you're a regular person you're no different than mitch t firkins right now y'all should, y'all should send that Is mitch t firkins a regular person though uh, can we no be so no i was honestly i was kind of hoping when luke jumped into the zoom i was expecting him to have a few bud selects in front of him mm-hmm. uh just be well, like I, he's just going to be a, a drunk now, that now. you mentioned mitch firkins i, I wasn't going to say this but i have an announcement regarding my replacement at a to z sports <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a to t now a to t sports <laughs> Uh, the great one Tuesday Titans toss up is going to continue. There's just going to be a lot less, um, uh, a lot more right. cursed and a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they that's will have actually, like a Bud Light Platinum sponsor. So that's, yes. That is what the T and Mitch T. Furkin stands for. You know, Mitch does his Facebook thing, his Facebook lives. And I remember Zach. I'm going to be honest. I did not know that, but go on. We got to look him up. You got to find I do. Now I know what I'm doing today. Daniel sent us one. And uh, he's like, this is how Austin and I are going to start the morning show from now on. <laughs> and Mitch, Mitch has his, his phone in his hand and he starts the Facebook live. And uh, I might be able to pull it up if I had more time, but I know you got to run Austin. But he says, uh, um, what's up, you mother effers? Come on in here, you stupid bees. Oh, and hell yeah. That's yes. how the video starts. I'll, I'll send it to you when I get a chance to look for it. And I think that's how y'all should start the top from now on. Right. Sorry, Mike Keith, you're getting the boot for our very, for our new intro is going to be Mitch T. Ferkins just (laughs) drunkenly yelling at his phone. All right, Luke at Luke underscore Worsham. You can follow him if you want to follow just a regular person on Twitter. Now, I I don't know. I'm sure he'll have like takes about like politics and stuff. I don't know what people do. No, I don't. 
I'll, I'll have, he'll have, he'll have takes about that. I found it. I found the video. I found the video. Y'all can bleep it out if you need to, but here we go. We we won't. No, we'll play it in full. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the best way to sign out. That is the best way to sign off. Jack, please join me in on the way out the door. In honor of the man, all right, we're eulogizing him and his his uh, seven years. He he has written for the Titans longer than he's been alive, over seven <laughs> years. Luke Worsham. I was actually before I left. I was the longest tenured A to Z employee aside from Austin and Zach. I'm fairly certain. I can't remember when Zach Reagan came, but I certainly got there before Buck. So it's been a great ride. It really has. Jack, you were great join me did, now. Luke. We love you. Let's do it. Our, our, instead of a 21 gun salute, we're going to do a 21 Luke Worsham salute. Okay. <laughs> 21. Here we go. Luke Worsham. 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 There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Shout out to Luke Worsham. Love that dude. Uh, gonna miss him. Gonna miss him so much. And oh, I would talk gosh. more about him, but yeah, I'll probably start crying. Uh, before we get out of here, Jack, let's do some remember the Titan. Let's remember some guys. Uh, okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you lead off. You take the reins this week. Okay. I'm going to go with a guy uh, that not a lot of Titans fans probably remember. It's a name, an older guy um, by the name of... Quintoris Lopez Jones Jr. Quintoris Jones Jr. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember him? Uh, some people called him Julio. Ah, now it rings a bell. <laughs> oh, Foley, Alabama's finest right there. Drafted sixth overall in the 2011 NFL draft by the Atlanta Falcons. Played uh, his entire career with the Atlanta Falcons. Sands one season. With the Tennessee Titans in 2021. Uh, I mm. think we all remember how great that season was. It was probably one of the better seasons in recent memory, if you only count the last season. Uh, he played 10 games, started 10 games, 31 catches, 434 yards, uh, and one touchdown. And then he also did have one sick catch against, uh, what was it, the Bills, where it deflected off a dude's helmet and he caught it right before it went great out of bounds. Great catch. Probably the his best highlight as a Titan, I'd say, right? Um, he yeah, also he didn't one, score any touchdowns, did he? Yeah, no. He had six catches for 62 yards uh, in the playoffs as well. So, uh, I mean, talk about showing up. And this is a guy who probably <laughs> could have and maybe even would have won uh, Super Bowl MVP had the Falcons not blown that uh, loss to the Patriots. I don't know if you guys were watching or even heard about that game, but uh, they, they were up 28 to three and they, yeah, it was they Chef Ryan. That, that was Chef Ryan. Yeah. Going back to the old pizza analogy. Uh, <laughs> Chef Ryan was, uh, he was cooking. People forget that. People forget that Chef Ryan was cooking in that game before um, 
his team decided to try different toppings on the pizza when they didn't need to. The toppings that they had on the pizza were working just fine. Um, AJ or Julio is a two time first first team all pro, three time second team all pro, seven time pro bowler, two time NFL receiving yards leader, uh, an NFL receptions co leader, and uh, people forget national champion in 2009. Uh, so Julio Jones gone, but definitely not forgotten. In fact, <laughs> after the way the draft shake shook out, I'd be okay if the uh, Titans brought him back for one more year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I feel like the Titans need a pass catcher, even with this bad hamstring, I would, I would do it. I'd be like, you know what? Why not get him for cheap? Let's bring him back. Let's run this. Uh, let's run this party back one more time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because he may as well wind up in Indianapolis, which would really hurt, you know. Oh, don't go there. Go anywhere but Indy. Retire before you go to Indy. I don't know that he wants to go to Atlanta. I feel like he'd want to play for a team who can win, and Indianapolis may be that team. But I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, my guy this week. Yeah, who you got? All right. This is this is a fairly recent one. Um, see if you guys remember. Um, born in Starkville, he was drafted by the Titans in the second round of 2019 with pick number 51. Played three yeah. years with the Titans, went to one Pro Bowl. His name, Arthur Juan Brown. A.J. Brown is this week's Remember the oh, Titans. Oh, A.J. I vaguely remember, remember. Yeah, I vaguely remember. Okay. He was a wide receiver? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. You know yeah. yeah. No, I I remember him. Ward number 12? 11, 11, close to 11. Me. Okay, I knew it was in the teens somewhere. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so this guy, born in Starkville, which, by the way, I still, have, I still have love for AJ in my heart, right? A lot of Titans mm-hmm. fans are upset with AJ. It's fresh. The wound is fresh. He seems happy. You hate to see an ex happy. That's what's happening with AJ Brown. You, AJ, you hate to see an ex happy as quickly as he was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so he, while being born in Starkville, he did make the right choice and left the cow town to come up to Oxford, God's country, to play for Ole Miss. Um, but with the Titans, Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in his rookie and sophomore season in the NFL, 1,051 in 2019, 1,075 in 2020. This past season, you know, injuries have become an issue with him over the, the, the course of the last two season, seasons. He had a double knee scope after last season, or two seasons ago. This year he battled some chest injuries, uh, just kept him off the field. He only played in 13 games, really 12 if you don't count the Colts game that he started and didn't finish the first quarter in. 24 touchdowns as a Titan, 29.95 receiving yards as a Titan, asked for too much money to be a Titan. So John Robinson shipped him off to Philadelphia. And now Traylon Burks, the new Titans receiver, picked at 18th overall, will unfortunately always have that lingering over his head. How unfair for Traylon Burks, because he can be a great player, but will he be what A.J. Brown will be? Nobody knows what A.J. Brown will be. Are those knees going to hold up? Is right. he going to have injury issues in Philadelphia? Nobody you, knows. You it's, never want to be the guy following the guy, and that's what yeah. Traylon Burks is. Uh, I will so, say, also, you forgot to point out, uh, A.J. Brown actually led the league in deleted tweets. So no, that, point, too, yeah. should yeah. be That noted. did not pop up. He was also drafted in the 19th round by the San Diego, San Diego Padres of the MLB draft um, out of high school, and he signed with them. So he couldn't play baseball at Ole Miss. But he was allowed to play football. Fellow general studies major, by the way. Oh, so, shout uh, out! What's up, yeah. dude? Shout out to AJ Brown, the triple minor. It's a great way to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, AJ Brown, remember the Titan. I, I I feel like it was just last week that he was a Titan. Uh, yeah, but just know that because he, now that he's not a Titan, it's not my fault. 
Yeah, it's not your fault at all, right? All it's, caps. It's not my fault. And by the way, I'm not touching a microphone until I get north of $25 million. <laughs> I, it's not my fault. I'm not communicating with the team for three weeks leading up to the draft, but it's not my fault. Okay, I'm, I was asking for the highest contract uh, of any wide receiver. $80 million guaranteed. It's not my fault, okay? I feel like freaking Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting right now. There's a movie <laughs> reference that Jack definitely does not understand. Yeah, I'm laughing, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about you, Jack. Jack will laugh at my jokes even when he doesn't get them, and I appreciate that. That's what makes a good podcast. That's you Matt Damon, right? You laugh hunting. at things that you just assume are great references. And he's that's the what janitor that's the, the smart kid, right? Yes. He's wicked yeah. smart. He's wicked smart. Okay. It takes place in passing. Okay. Hey, you like apples? How about them apples? Uh, so, okay. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, shout out to Luke Worsham. We wish him the best of luck to whatever yes. he does next. Uh, unless it's joining like a rival, like B to Y sports. Like, no, if you join Ooh. another rival sports company, get out of here. Um, imagine uh, if the F words pod takes them. Oh my gosh, I that would be a, a full on Russia Ukraine situation. Yeah, we would go to war. We would, we would literally surround their podcast studios with tanks and mm-hmm. uh, and be ready to fire on at first notice. Um, not to make light of war anyway, um, especially like a war that's still going on. Sorry, I, that was tasteless. Um, oh, come but, on. It's the, it, that was, that was okay. I mean, but the, but the reference, like we would, we would be like brute force. Uh, somebody, somebody has to pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, follow us at tighten up pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram. We want to reach a thousand by draft night, guys. A thousand by draft night. The, the dream is still alive. So let's get it done. And, um, uh, uh, send us your, uh, your ideas for, uh, episode title names at tighten up pod, follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, follow A to Z sports for all things social Jack and I did the draft show. So follow them. So you can catch Jack and I, when we randomly pop up another A to Z sports mm-hmm. projects. Yeah, absolutely. Had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you guys that watched enjoyed it as much as we did. I mean, by the time it was over, I was in desperate need of sleep. I was borderline manic. So um, I'm, I'm glad that the draft went the way it did those first two days. We had a lot of fun. It was very dramatic, a lot of interesting stuff. We hope you guys liked it. We hope you guys liked the podcast. We're going to stick with you as long as you'll let us. So uh, keep supporting us, and we'll stick around a little bit. All right. With all of that said, until next week, tighten, tighten up. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll keep